All right, thank you so much for turning into Coffee, Dogs, and More. I'm your host, Shelby Dorn, and today I kind of want to go over missed opportunities in dog training at home. So what my kind of skill is, is trying to give people the tools they need in order to train dogs themselves. So basically taking what I've learned over the last 20 years of training dogs with my dad, training dogs here at our facility, training my own personal dogs, that's where I'm kind of getting my expertise from. I'm not the best expert, most technical dude out there, but one thing I have, in my own opinion, I've done a good job of doing is teaching people the opportunities that they have to train their dogs. It doesn't take a genius to do this, but a lot of people, I feel like, in the training world, I don't want to step on any toes here, but a lot of people in the training world seem to want people to be more dependent on them than they want the owners to be dependent on themselves. So what I mean by that is, like in any business, personal training, um, dog boarding and daycare, we'll step on my own toes here and stuff like that, is people tend to only want to give you the tools or just the small enough success to keep you going and get you to reinvest more money into them. Which, hey, that's totally fine and dandy. Anybody else can do that. I'm not saying that that makes you a bad person or that makes them a bad business person or anything. That's business. But the way that my family has always operated and the way that I like to operate is I want to give back to the people that are giving to us, giving them my time, giving them their time back, giving them their happiness back because they've been able to help fund my parents' business through being our clients. And so I'm forever grateful in the fact that people trust us with their dogs. So without going on any more of a rant on that, spend the next two and a half minutes talking about opportunities for training. So the best way to get your dogs to do anything that you're asking them to do is consistency. Being consistent on making sure that when you ask them to do something, like sit for example, going back to episodes one and two, or part one and two, is when they sit, you're rewarding them. Whether it's by praise, whether it's by treat, or even giving them the reward of getting out of the sit. We'll go over that some other time. But what you wanna do is build up that consistency. And the consistency gets built up with consistency in time. Just like anything, practice makes perfect. Doing this stuff, basic obedience, practicing it in your own home, in your kitchen, in your backyard, at the dog park, on a dog walk, using every opportunity presented to you as an opportunity to instill good habits in your dog is exactly what you're looking for and exactly what you should be doing. So a few examples I always toss out in our one-on-ones that we do at Delta Dog Camp is using breakfast and dinner or whenever you're feeding your dog as great opportunity to spend five minutes with your dog going through basic obedience. So once your dog has learned the language of down, sit, come, stay, heal, all that kind of stuff, 
you use those five minutes that you're feeding them breakfast or five minutes while you're feeding them dinner as a way to train them. So what you're doing is instilling those habits in a controlled environment in the kitchen, for example. Now, once they get it done inside of a smaller environment, taking it to a more distracting environment, maybe instead of the kitchen secluded, you're going into the living room where the kids are playing, the TV's on, whatever's going on, a more distracted environment. You're using your commercial break, if anybody watches commercials anymore for 30 seconds, um, you're using your commercial break as an opportunity to train your dog. You're using the walk as an opportunity to reinstill good training habits in your dog. You're using the dog park as a good spot to control your dog prior to rewarding them with being free. We'll go over a little bit more in part two. So going into it a little bit further when it comes to using training opportunities, this is part two of episode three, whatever this is. <laughs> Still getting used to this. So what you really wanna do is, like I was saying, use these moments that you just have happening during your regular schedule as time with your dog to train them to have good habits. Get them to pay attention in less distracted environments, less distracted environments, I'm sorry. So that way when you get to the more distracted environments and you're graduating to that, that you are building up those habits really well. So what I always tell people is the last thing that you wanna do as soon as you get done with training basic obedience for the first time ever, right? Let's say your dog is walking perfectly on a leash down the hallway over your house, which would be a great opportunity to practice a very close, tight heel is you're watching a ball game that's live, you can't fast forward through the commercials or whatever, you grab the leash while the three minutes of the commercials are playing, you throw the leash on the dog and you're walking down your hallways telling the dog to heal, stopping and making them sit at different points, making them lay down, and this is doing a good job of instilling good habits for on walks where they're paying attention to you in a less distracted environment and then what you want to do is graduate that kind of training in the less distracted environment to the more distracted environment. So let's say you do that during the three minute break inside of the house in the hallways during the ball game and there's a commercial going. Now you go to your backyard where there's trees and the wind and the birds and maybe a squirrel runs by but you're still in a semi-controlled environment with a leash in your hand and now you're working on sit, stay, making them wait for five to 10 to 15 to one minute, you know, and you're walking away from them and then giving them the recall. So that way they're building up this habit in a more controlled environment than let's say if you're at a dog park, which I would say is, hey, probably, you know, depending on the dog, it's always gonna depend on the dog, but you have to gradually build up these tendencies. You can't just get your dog day one, go through one basic obedience class where you've learned how to teach your dog to sit, for example, and then take them to the ballpark, or sorry, the dog park, or even a ballpark, or a kid's baseball game, and expect them to just sit on command in a highly distracted environment while kids are running around screaming, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. You have to always keep distractions in mind. 
And that's where grabbing the attention really comes in. So if you're practicing grabbing your dog's attention and getting them to listen to you while you're in a more controlled environment, then gradually stepping up from a hallway to a backyard, then I would say the next step is to go to maybe a garage with the door open. That way they can see the cars passing by, you know, maybe still in the backyard, but having your kids play around or even creating the distractions yourself. So a good thing that you could always do is, what I've done before in the past is when I'm training a recall, is I've slowly built up the distraction where I had the dog on a six foot leash standing there and I'll go ahead and toss a ball up into the air like maybe six or seven feet out in front of us, almost basically to the end of the leash. And then letting that dog go with the release words such as okay, break, whatever, pencil, you can make whatever word you want, that release. And then when they go to leave to go get it, you give them the recall. So you can always create distractions and opportunities for yourself, but the key is to just build up the amount of opportunity you're seizing. So that way you can build up your dog's habits, just like eating habits for yourself or workout habits for yourself or learning a new language. You have to get the time under your belt. You have to, have to, have to work with your dogs. Even if you put them through a rigorous two month training camp with another trainer or somebody else, they have to get it down with you. So this is Shelby with Coffee Dogs and More. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your ear. If you like this, go ahead and favorite it. If you wanna share it around, that'd be awesome. And for now, this is me signing off. Have a great day.